They're all here. The divas, princes, and living legends you should be obsessed with. Sitting down with me. I'm David Goldberg. These are the luminaries. Friends and Supreme Multi-Hyphenates Amanda Schechtman and Ryan Amador join me to talk about growing up and coming into their gifts. Pull out your tarot decks, call on the four corners, and check your cosmic transits. This is going to be a big one, and I hope you enjoy it. Is there anything we want to be talking about today before so we much. start? Okay. Uh, well, I don't... So do, you, do you want it to I have don't... a direction? No. <laughs> <laughs> I told Amanda we should definitely hit... Saturn returns naturally. After what I, I just know already know, I already me, know how 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 easy this is gonna be. Okay. <laughs> like after what you were talking about last night, like we're in. Mm. Oh, God damn it! I have never <laughs> should have said anything. Get out of here! About I'm like, so mortality. proud of you. No, I just I. I'm proud of I, you. I, I like I feel you were leaving that I'm like, like I'm probably crazy. a like a psychic medium, but I don't know how to. <laughs> And every time I say it, I feel like it's actually my mental illness. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It's like every time I go there, I'm like, oh, I'm just, like, not well. And I'm, like, putting it into this, like, format that feels safe. Um, but, but, like, I, I don't I know. Maybe been, they're the same thing. I've been thinking this too lately because every time I've been doing tarot readings for other people lately, like, shit's oh, yeah. been going Exactly. Down. Me too. And it's when it comes out for me as well. And it's because we're air signs, too. It's a huge thing. Like, tarot is our language. Um, air I'm, uh, I'm Taurus, but my oh, rising and moon were... are both air signs. Oh, okay, okay, so okay. I am connected to that. Element. Not Gemini, but really close. Okay. It yeah. just felt, you just you're, feel you're like you in the 20s, right? Air sign I'm May 6th, but again, I'm, I'm, you know, Libra. Moon, aqua rising, you know. I'm, oh, I'm, okay, okay, okay. I don't know why I thought you were saying. Well, because we were all the reason we did try to return the thread is because yeah, I thought we're we were all, all the same. We're just really close in right. position. Not like uh, just, oh, 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 oh. Like our seven returns is at the same point, which yeah. is because. Of when the did it start for us? Actually, I'd love to know. Let's start there. Actually, okay. Are we Regardless, recording? we are now recording. Okay. Regardless of where astrologically, like, properly you think it may have started, I want to know in terms of your, like, emotional awareness, when did you think your Saturn return started? Wow. Like, when did you feel like, okay, someone just, like, yanked a knob way up? Because I could feel when that happened. I think, like, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go on. <sighs> I feel like uh, two years ago is when, like, I started to become, like, very anxious. That's when my, like, true, like, generalized anxiety mm. sort of was, like, I think I always had it but didn't know how to, what to call it or what it was as a kid. It's like you just get told you're dramatic. Um, mm. <clears throat> and And I think, like, two years ago I was having... Just like frequent panic attacks, and like um, I'm, I suddenly had a fear of flying. Like mm-hmm. I, I did like a solo show, and then like freaked out about the solo show, and like worked with a life coach, and then eventually canceled like, canc- yeah, show. canceled the solo show. Like I, I just I just felt like all of a sudden um, the space that I was in, like it just shifted, it changed, and I couldn't really um, figure out. I think like looking back on it, it it feels more obvious to me than it maybe did. When you're in, like, the vortex, it's like you can only, you know, and I remember feel the you, vortex. But, mm-hmm. like, on, now that I'm looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, a lot of shit went down, actually. <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of been in that space 
ever since then. And I remember when you, the first time I remember you starting to be freaked out by, mm. like, like the like mortality, mm-hmm. which was kind of totally. around then too. Like two years ago, yeah. you would just it all goes you would together. text me mm-hmm. and have these days where you were just like, just you were like, it wasn't so much that you were worried about your life. You were actually more the like, what are we life. all doing? What is this? What is the concept of life? Yeah, and that's when, and I started to, um, <laughs> I started to experience like something really scary, which um, really bad like uh, depersonalization and, and dissociation. Okay, literally <laughs> So like, we'll just like wake up one day and, and everything's weird. Like mm. everything's a dream. Um there are just like weeks where I go through and I'm in my life and then all of a sudden a switch happens and I'm just like, I'm up here. Mm-hmm. I'm up here. I'm looking down. I'm looking at people talking to me and I'm like not listening to what they're saying. I'm just trying to like decide if they're really there, which, be- <laughs> which is why that show on that Amazon Have show you seen was Undone? so triggery. You, you watched me. it. Henry made me watch it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because okay. It's brutal. <laughs> and so and so my my dissociation and anxiety is is to the point where I watch a show like that and I'm like. Like I'm schizophrenic. Like I, I just like I'll, I will like just, um, like Comply the, just yeah. That, like the yeah. monster inside me will just like take on all of these other things. So like if that week it was about like me being schizophrenic, and like the next week it'll be about you know and dissociation is weird. I think when yeah. you have um, a career that's connected to your like self, which means to say I talked like, about this in therapy all oh, the time. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah, because you like are a star, mm-hmm. then if you have a sense of dissociation when people are talking to you about like you, mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. like either your instrument mm-hmm. or like your image, mm-hmm. it's truly just like I have no idea who, who we're talking I am. about. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. That sounds cool. Totally. Like what what's going on? Totally. It happens to me a lot. Yeah, I don't know if, totally. Yeah. totally. And 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 I feel like um it's like always been that way for me because mm-hmm. I Same. always was equated with my talent. I was talking to you about this last night. Yeah. Like our love language from our parents a lot of the time I think was less like what you have to say is important and mm-hmm. more like the talent. way you do what you do is what And is that's a funny thing because talent of worth to us is just sometimes sometimes slightly natural, right? Not mm-hmm. not so then you can't even work on Mm-hmm. Like getting better, you can you can sort of work on your craft. But if talent is the thing everyone's appreciating you for at a young age, like Amanda and I were both musical theater kids, yeah. mm-hmm. and so like you're you're being if that thing that is really just having to do with how healthy you've been mm-hmm. is the only thing that you're getting acknowledged for. You stop acknowledging your brain. Exactly. Well, that's like the syndrome of being a gifted child. And this is like there's so much academia on this because it's like and when they say gifted child, they usually mean like academically gifted. But mm-hmm. I think it applies to like mm-hmm. ability and yeah, like musical yeah. ability too. It's ironic. Sorry, keep going. I was just going to say that like there's there's like this, just this whole slew of like psychological issues that comes with that because there's, there's just so much pressure. There's yeah. so much pressure. It's like um, – the bar is set so high because it's framed as just being who you are. So it's kind of like what you're saying. It's yeah. like I felt not... it last night. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. a Joe's Pub show, last which night. was triumphant and sold out. 
and yeah. gorgeous and gorgeous. just absolutely yeah. and like amazing. Yeah. And Ryan in this position of leader over these kind of like masses and like this great uniter and also able to be able to like be totally calm presenting the cause schmoozing with people you were kind of doing like a lot of things so anyway sorry but, keep going. but in terms of dissociation like I've never named it that but last night was so interesting because I also haven't worked on the songs we were presenting in a long mm. time so I was I've just been like a logistics person mm. for the last month mm-hmm. and I kept telling I told Amanda this like I felt like I was I've just been holding trays with plates on them right mm-hmm. like that that's been what I've been doing so suddenly I'm standing by this work and I was like I honestly just felt like I've been a vessel for energy. So when people are like, you're amazing, you did so much, like you, wow, Mm. like you, I completely... I, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking I don't even remember well, I, doing it. I reject <laughs> I reject good. language yeah. like that always. Yeah, like, good. I've always rejected that. I mean, like, if someone comes to me with, like, because I've just been presented with that feeling so much of, like, because there's just something really intense about someone telling you that you're amazing. It's weird. It's, it's weird. Really it's weird. really weird. And And I... And I used to, like, receive that a lot. And, like, as a child, it's really weird. And I can't pinpoint what it is to be young and have someone be like, you're so talented, you're so incredible, you're so amazing, like, you're so gifted. I would feel, like, immense shame from it. Like, that's that was the main well, emotion that would come Well, we talked about this last night. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my God. This was so cool to hear we, you define this. We, from our Jewish uh, kind of terrorism family <laughs> background, <laughs> I feel like for us, that sort of— that sort of affection uh, comes without boundaries, which mm-hmm. means to say, like, if they are any, if they go one step too far, they're going to start taking credit exactly. for our talent yeah. or our gift or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they're going to like basically like break our bones and drink the blood. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. how I've always. Felt. Well, and wow. then I think it's like it's like the Ursula thing, mm. you know? It's like, and then suddenly, like, what's mine is no longer mine. And that's where the dissociation comes in, I think, sometimes. Because mm. it's like, and this is, like, the where I'd get with, like, not to get too heady in, in my own analysis, but, like, where I'd sort of arrive a lot of the time is, like, oh, like, I get it. Because if I don't, if I was never empowered in a way where, like, what I choose and what I decide is, mm. is the powerful thing, then, like, you feel like, I don't know, it almost feels like you're a doll totally. being moved around. And, like, this is Like Katy you, Perry. Like Katy Perry. <laughs> Being well, I just feel like every album, it's like, this is my identity now. And it's like, babe, where are you? Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, totally, totally. But I happen to know from an in that oh. she, who's not, maybe she's listening to this. <laughs> hey, Katie. Um, I just happen to know she's worked hard on herself and like Good. really gone through. She went to the Hoffman Institute. That may not be public. Maybe don't let that be in. Um, but she like she worked. We'll just hard. do like a big bleep over it <laughs> in post. She to, um, but she, yeah, she's like after witness. Like she mm. went, she went in and was Great. like, I don't know who I am. So whatever she's doing now is coming out the other side, which I think is just a like, I'm a pop star. That's what they want from me. Here you go. But I, but like she, she, she is also not a doll. She is like doing Good. the work. Well, just so everyone's clear. for you personally. <laughs> Thank you Ryan. so much, Ryan. Thank like you, you know, to, to be she, she the the sort of I messenger for advocate. Katie. <laughs> so Ryan, for you personally, I am curious because I do wonder about like where that discomfort happens when. Like, is it easier for you to just, like, be a vessel and let stuff go through you? Like, do you have discomfort with your your name or your 
self being front and center? Like, is there I think a- I'm starting to realize, like, last night, last night was a big event. I wrote a musical, so I wasn't on stage for the listeners. Um, but I, I'm starting to realize that the ego wrestle for me is just part. Like, I'm starting to just accept it. I think I've always been tormented mm. by, like, I'll just go up and down by being like, this is like like being pissed that I'm having ego be involved mm-hmm. and then going the other direction, which is like, you have to have ego be involved to make it in this field. Like, mm. you have to push forward. And that suddenly, I'm, like last night, I think I was kind of ego-minded. Mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. it was all about, like I started, we were doing this amazing thing for queer youth. We raised over $10,000 for an LGBT home in Indiana. But I was still like, what names are here? And like, this mm-hmm. is my New York debut as a musical theater person after being a singer-songwriter. So, and then this morning I suddenly was like, whoa, I really let that drive. But rather than being mad at myself for that, I was like, they're both, they both things have a purpose. There you go. Definitely. I agree. And, mm-hmm. and so I think that answers your question. Yeah. A little. But, but in terms of being a vessel, I think I prefer, I think they're both needed. Like, Mm. I think sometimes you need to be a vessel for energy to flow through you. And that actually takes, for me, that has to be way more deliberate. Like, I have to make that space because it's way easier for me to be a taskmaster and not feel like a vessel at all and not make the space and time to create (sighs) and to, like, take in all of the powers around to make work. I want to go back to the death thing because... Mm. Oh, God. What, like the death card or the concept well, of death? Well, I have to say, Amanda... I get the death I, card every time I, I pull. I, every I literally, single time. When you were yes. talking, I wrote down death card and I drew a square over it because, you know, Ryan can attest to this, I really do associate that card with you. And when you said, oh, my my sudden return started with me starting with the fear of like, death. I was like, wow, um, that's interesting. Wow. Because I did not put that together. No, that's amazing. And I'm a genius, so I that's crazy. I do wonder <laughs> how that's going to inform your work in terms of what you were saying about, like, being seen as just talent, but mm. your actual, like, voice being shut down. I mm. feel like this grappling with death in some way has to feed into what you're going to be saying in your work, or maybe that's... No, I think you're prophecy. right. I've been, I've been having this... I've been having that thought process, too, because, like, I, I, I try so hard to boil down to, like, the molecular kernel of what it is I actually want to be doing. Mm. Because I'm too far gone to become like a fucking physicist, you know? Like it's like I'm yeah. I'm a performer. Like yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's happening. So like let's <clears throat> deal with this. But like I have to get to the root of like what what it is that I actually do feel fed by. And for me, like if if we are indeed in Saturn return, then like it's about it's a lot about like the inner child and I think like finding getting back to that like thing that we were put here to do Mm. and I feel like a lot of what I did as a kid was like make stuff like I was like it it wasn't a lot of like and now I'm gonna sing my song and like I did that because I had to because if I didn't I would be made to feel badly so so there was a lot of like Mm. so I think about it as like this like Russian doll thing where it's like you know the outer layer is me being like I'm going to sing, you know, like this song from Les Mis for my family. But it's like, is that 
what I want to do or is it just like what I'm expected to do, right? So that's like the layer on the outside. But then the layer on the inside is like I used to like make these weird like like plays and I would like direct them with my sister and I would and I would like shape these worlds and like Ryan talks about like how he would be and I, I, maybe you don't want no, this is why know, we're both here. like <laughs> Ryan would just like put himself in his like backyard and like like walk or like pace and create like entire and I used to do similar yeah, stuff just completely imagined an entire mm-hmm. world yeah, yeah fully and yeah. it was always walking around in circles yeah. and people would say like what are you doing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. and 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 I feel like that's a that's a really important part of me and I know and I always say the same phrase to people I'm like there's a show in me there's a show in me there's a project in me there's something in me and like it's just like it's always the same language there's a show in me somewhere there's a show in me and I like I have no idea what the tools are to get there but like I as I just know that that that's and so as I've been like experiencing all these sort of like mental health things it's like I know that the, there's a lesson in there and that lesson will become like somehow a part of what I have to say but I just don't know like what the form is and and also the trap of being like oh that they did that like like I literally had this thought the other day where I was like okay so um it's a show where like her mental health becomes like actually life alter like world altering and like experience altering and I was like okay so it's crazy girlfriend it's undone like it's like there's just things that have been made that are that are like that but but yeah I don't know I don't know it's it's um it's funny what you said about it's all swirling all my thoughts are swirling what you said about the inner child is so interesting because to get back to the inner child I just had this experience in terms of Saturn returns where I was doing artist way Mm -hmm. yeah we love the thing I've been doing it like slowly rather than doing it as a course like just being inviting it in occasionally Mm -hmm. um and I did a letter for my 80-year-old self to myself and a letter for my 8-year-old self to myself. But the 8-year-old, it was so weird because the book says 8. And I, so I did 8. And suddenly I realized that, <laughs> this is luminaries, I can say this, that, that like sexual fetishes of mine started at 8. Mm. Um, my interest in like pop music and my fascination with music video and MTV was completely at 8. And... I started being a musical theater kid at eight. So so suddenly I'm writing this thing, realizing that so many of these sometimes torturous interests that I have now, like sometimes problematic in the way that I like, I'm like, why do I like these things are all started then. And so the eight-year-old, obviously I was writing, but the eight-year-old writes me and says, like, thank you. For celebrating me for 21 years. This is what I was writing. I, I grant you permission to let go mm. of any of these things that are no longer serving you. Mm. And I was like, whoa, I might need help with this. And I currently do not have a therapist. Mm. But I was like, I was like, I think I need because I don't want to shame any of these things. It's totally fine to still carry interest from being eight years old. But I was mm-hmm. like, I but I was like, saying. I want to have. I didn't notice that until mm-hmm. I was writing this letter that I have certain things that all actually began then. Yeah. And this eight-year-old me was being like, "You did it," which which is very sad in returns. Like, you did mm-hmm. it. 
let go <laughs> of what's mm-hmm. not serving you, like build from a new mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. whatever that might be. Wow. This just happened like two weeks ago. And so it was like, rather than actually going back to my inner child, it's a little bit like, feel free to take, take what, take parts and leave parts behind. Or yeah, or like you can come back and consult your inner child. Yeah, I think it's the conversation. <laughs> but yeah. the inner child yeah. is like, but also like you gotta, you can leave now. Like <laughs> it's too much. That's, wow. I've never heard that before. It was wild. Yeah, that's wild. Cool. That's yeah. really cool. It was wild. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just like thinking Ryan, about when child did, when did your <laughs> so when did your, or how did your Saturn return start for you? How did you feel like it started? That's hard. So I'm a Buddhist chanter along with Henry Kapersky, my boyfriend, who was here with you recently. And you have that fabulous right, you recorded, chanting space you, where we recorded. We yes. recorded in our chanting space, um, fully lit. <laughs> so I got really, uh, I got really consistent with it mostly about two years ago and right when that happened so two years ago so much happened so i've always attributed it to my consistency with it's nature and buddhism which is it's way more about harnessing your desires and your intentions and instead of ego death it's kind of it's almost like working with your ego Mm. to get towards the same goal and of enlightenment um and i also love ego death which i they're not mutually exclusive but the so 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 much happened then but i think that was like a brand new like i felt a brand new thing i didn't acknowledge saturn returns till the struggles of it which felt more like this summer i like faced my own codependency i like mm. i realized <laughs> that thus begins a new conversation <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. i like acknowledged um ways in which i wasn't like really it, it's an it almost feels let me know if y'all feel this way but it it almost feels like the effort to like cut through codependency or like the fog of the daily life in order to actually like do your full self it really feels like a cut like you have to like cut through some sort of membrane mm-hmm. that's like blocking mm-hmm. that that just that would just let things go and like let time just kind of go and so that I felt I felt that that cut for me. I saw it happening this summer, which is and then shortly after we started a text thread called Saturn Returns. Um so so yeah, I think that's when I saw it. Without the codependency, you know, cuz I I recently made a similar cut and I've been going to 12 step and a lot of codependency work, but I feel so confused because without the code the codependent feelings to me were so like natural mm-hmm. that when i'm now Im- approaching like relationships and dynamics and dating which is so bizarre mm. without it i'm truly <laughs> just like i don't know what you want I, I and i get mad at my therapist because i'm like i don't feel anything now i don't is this what you wanted for me <laughs> you know like fuck you because yeah, i'm yeah, just yeah. like without the codependency it's like so what's going on totally what is yeah. this totally, totally what are totally. we doing that's what i went totally. there with henry this Huge. so henry my boyfriend is is like so not codependent, like outrageously not. Oh my god, that's so yeah, true. It's, and it's bizarre. So I had this. We had this thing this summer when I was realizing it all, and he, I would be like, "No, it. You should put other people first. Like I, mm. I had, I had sort of taken that on completely. It and it's hard. It's a, it's a hard conversation. Like whether yeah. or not that's true, but 
But he was like, no, you have to put yourself first. It was such a fascinating conversation. And I actually ended up like, obviously, we're, we're striving for interdependence, right? Not independence, not yeah. codependence, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but interdependence. Mm-hmm. So I, I went, I turned over somewhat of a compromise, but I was able to acknowledge that, yeah, maybe I'm not putting myself in my full, like, wholeness out because it's so much easier for me to serve others. But it's also inspiring to serve others. Like, like, so it's not something to totally destroy and shame. But, yeah, anyway, that's that. Do you feel like you're able to serve yourself in your career? Well, that's what I'm, I think I'm taking some big actions right now toward Good. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it's just like, that's the hardest part for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was like a huge realization for me when we had that conversation the other day where it just like, I realized that like I make my relationships the project. Mm. Ooh. And I've been doing that forever. Like, I just thought of all the times I've like, you know, been talking to my sister or friend and been like, and the question is like, what's going on in your life? And then it's like, ultimately it goes to relationship and it's just where my thinking goes the whole time. It's Mm -hmm. like so comfortable for me in that space to like fix the relationship and make that the thing that I'm like, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think I realized like the ways that I'm codependent until, until recently, but but which is crazy because I'm sure like being my friend, it's been very clear. Well, I didn't have the word until we have a, another friend named Melissa. Uh, do you know Melissa Lehman? He met her last night. Oh, right. uh, yeah, like which I, is why when she, she walked past, I think we were like talking about it, and I was oh, like, "Well, yeah. she knows about that." Honey. She's yeah. become like very invested in learning about it, um, and she's writing about it, and so so she she uses the word so much, and I I've been like dabbling through Codependent No More, which is a book, mm-hmm. but. Um, I've read it. <laughs> I need to. I've just been like trickling through it. But yeah, it's it, it's being aware of the ways. And it's such a hard thing because it's like you, you're really moving your compass away from everyone but you to you. And really like granting yourself and your life the permission to do that. Well, and then what I get whenever I've done that is like. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> it's like, Mwah. and I think that's just the muck. <laughs> it's just like, ew, that's like the muck me? you go through. No, yeah, yeah. that's the membrane, though. That's, that's that the membrane. membrane. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fuck, I'm yeah. Go through. Yeah, that feeling that you're describing of like it being all broken open, like I, I've so felt that before. Right, and I think when I've had, had to... like breakthroughs with with like my, you know. Mm-hmm, alcoholism, my family, right, same, is same, that same. right? Like, is 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 like. <laughs> It, and and it's so funny. I've like had those conversations too in therapy, where it's just like, okay, so who are we, and like, what is anyone, yeah. and like, mm-hmm. when you realize like the compass that's been guiding you is like broken, yeah. and you're like, oh, so like I have to, you know, build build this now from here. And I needed it for in my family. I needed to have a certain amount of invisibility, which is ridiculous mm. because like I do. Obviously, none of us is, like, shy about wanting attention or anything. Like, it's not like any of us are, like, accountants or something. But at the same time, like, I would retain a certain amount of, like, high visibility invisibility. And I'm understanding now, like, the more that I put myself out there, I can't really be invisible at my own show. That has, like, you know, some, like, it's just not acceptable anymore. But, yeah, I just never felt safe. So then you, it's, like, such a nauseating, like... Oh God! It's 
me now. Right, it's right, right, weird. right, 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 yeah. right. No, yeah. It's that 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 ickiness of like letting yourself be the sort of and that's like where you getting you getting behind Ooh. that. That's, that's where mortality comes in because why? it seems Go very on. you can avoid mortality by putting everything into everyone else. Like mm. you 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 once you I, that's why I, I've always had trouble with meditation, mm. which is why I need to do it more, is because <laughs> because my immediate thing is realizing that I'm in my body when I've really spent so I, – I can really easily – I guess that is dissociation, but I really easily just be everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And, and but that's also because you're people. empathic. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but, but, but then I suddenly – like when I, when I meditate, I'm like, oh, this is a living body. It happens to me a lot when I when I'm going to bed too. It's like mm-hmm. this is a living body. Yep. This is like that's when I get to that really scary place are. right it's before all, sleep. Like, <laughs> so much of what I've spent on my time on today is made up. Oh my god. Um, and 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 so, but that's part of codependency is that like it's the ability to live. So when you're living vicariously and you're and you're not really in yourself, mm-hmm. you spend way. Way less time with that, yeah. with that presence. Yep, yep, yep. yep and I yep, think yep, totally. the more practice we have with ourselves and our presence, that mortality aspect becomes less scary. Mm. It's just part. We, we we suddenly are like just animals here to do our thing. I've been having a kind of intense experience lately because I've been forcing myself to go out every weekend, dancing very late, and I've always gone out throughout my twenties. But I'm understanding like. I've pretty much been disassociated from my body my whole life, and Mm. now I'm trying to have these experiences where, like, I'm out, I'm dancing, and I try to, like, sink into my body for the first time ever because I'm realizing the reason that I've only always liked a certain music is because I can, like, appreciate it cognitively, and now I'm trying to, like let my body actually feel vibration and understand what it's like to just have a somatic experience. That is really important for us. It's really important. Like, I... I things that put me in my body are always so helpful for me too. Like, but it's very scary. Oh, totally. It's and like I like never do it. <laughs> but it's but that's what's so funny is like I I like always feel better when I like take a yoga class. Mm-hmm. I always feel better when I like you know just dance around or let myself be in my body. But it it's not natural for me. No, like it's, it's not. I natural. stay up here. I used to. I always describe it as like I I literally have an image of myself like in my brain like holding jail bar. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like trapped by my own mm. brain all the time. So like getting in your body in that way, that's that's like like you have to find a way to get back in your what body. What is your experience when you're singing though? Because I feel like you singing is so elemental and so like divine that I'm just curious what that's like. Like is that a head experience at all for you? I feel so far from singing right now, which is really oh, weird. Okay, very um, fabulous. I love that too. I like. I really haven't been doing it. Okay. Um, uh, singing for me is really heady. Mm. Yeah, because I was thrown in voice lessons when I was like six years old. Okay. So, like, singing for me is like any skill or trade. Like it just it just feels like um, I know exactly what works. I know it's mm. gonna like get the crowd. Um, occasionally, I'll like tap into. I think when I'm like u- like using voice as a way to communicate, like for like art, that then I like that. That's <laughs> when I like feel connected to something. Great. Can you but, distinguish but people when don't that has care happened? as much about that. You know what oh, I'm saying? Like okay. people want you to. 
do tricks. Or that's what I've been okay. conditioned to think about. Saying. I feel like in Mushroom Tarot Vision, when Ryan and I have talked about you extensively, <laughs> we've always As said like Amanda is so um, archetypal and so like narrative based that like her music or like her performance has to be communicating something, which is why we're obsessed with you with like either death imagery or like birth imagery, frankly. Because well, so this is, I'm giving yeah. you credit for this because when this happened, actually, I was not on Mushrooms. <laughs> I was just receiving. <laughs> I was just receiving your downloads, which which were amazing. <laughs> but we were able to get into it, and I no, do, it's genius. Yeah. yeah, I feel like well, and then we talked about divas we love who have been able to clearly like communicate a narrative. Mm. So, for you, would you feel like if there was like a narrative arc to something you were singing or putting in the world, do you think that would affect your experience? I just I don't mm. I. <sighs> I don't relate to diva dumb. Mm. Like I'm kind of a nerd. Like I I I have always felt comfortable in like intellectual quiet spaces. Like the performative part of me is like something that I wear. Okay. But like but <laughs> but there's like value in that too. So I it's always hard for me because like of course it feels good to like do something and do it well, you know, but, but like, yeah, it's, it's just like, to me, just singing for singing's sake is like, just, it's just not interesting. That's why I stopped doing theater. Like long ago, I stopped singing, doing musical theater as an actor. Yeah. Like it just doesn't feel like, like, like rich for me to be able to be like some, a part of something that's like super formulaic, which is dumb because like, I'm auditioning for like so much television right now, which like it's like how is that? But are you? But can you recall a moment when you felt like you were? So this thing that David was able to download and Mm -hmm. and say like is the idea that you have this vessel as a because you're saying it's craft and skill where you can actually. But but I feel like I know I've witnessed this and maybe 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 it was m- more a long time ago, your ability to, like, channel the, like, to rattle the earth, like, yeah. from the ground. Is that all tricks, or can you recall, like, do you do you feel, still feel Because the first time I saw you sing, I literally felt it in my spine, hmm. which for me as a dissociated person who sees, who has to go to so many goddamn comedy and cabaret shows hmm. every night, I was like, wh- like, whoa, okay, where, like, what, what day is it? Where am I? You know what I mean? But yeah. anyways, I digress. Yeah, no, but, but people have that reaction to me singing a right. lot, and I, I, don't feel connected to that and okay. it's very emotional and weird and scary um mm. like like imagine that <laughs> the thing that moves people is also where you've retained the most abuse like it's it, <laughs> yeah. it just hurts I like I like i will cry like singing hurts me a lot yeah a lot yeah i because that was what I was supposed to do. Like, that's it. Yeah. And every time I don't do it, it's like a little act of rebellion. And that feels really good to rebel. And I did that throughout my life. I would rebel in small ways. I would fuck with my hair. I would fuck with my life. I would fuck with my lungs. I would, you know, um, 
like do stuff that people didn't expect. And like that, that always felt really good for me was to do things that people didn't expect. But then I got to a point in my 20s and after college where it was like everybody loved when I did this one thing. And the people that love when I do the one thing are people that I like really respect and admire. And I want to be like, you know, my way into that world is to be, is to use that thing. But so then the sort of like hybrid of everything was a world in which I could do the thing that people love that I do, but then also have a perspective and a point of view that's like, you know, observational and smart. Like that's my way into it. But I, it's, but it scares the like shit out comedy. of me. Comedy was such which a, is comedy for me. Like so smart. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I like comedy for me, like it, it, it let me be, um, irreverent. It let me be like, less self-serious. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm in control. Like I decide what, what's, um, who's allowed to think what about me. And that feels really good for someone who I think felt like they were at the, um, what's the word? Like I, I was just, just sort of like put there to, to be moved around by other people. And, um, back to the doll. Yeah, exactly. And so comedy makes me feel like I'm like a smart, capable person. And then, and then (sighs) singing, it just like is what people, that's why I canceled my second solo show was I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And ultimately it was like, I'm doing this because it's what I think people want to see. And then I was like, I got to not do it then because it's a little different, but it's really similar. I can't believe I cried. Wow. Classic. Classic. Yes. Classic to cry <laughs> oh, on the pod. <laughs> oh, I, my God. It's a little similar to, like, I'm, like, having, being a, being a recording artist and having hits. Yeah, like, I could have never it's gone so weird. that route. That's, so I have one song that is, like, considered, a, like, I would consider it a hit. Mm-hmm. And song. you have a Wikipedia pitch. And I do have a Wikipedia um, which is the threshold. <laughs> you've really crossed the line. Yeah. Um, but it's so fascinating, like how how resentful I am when I'm congratulated for that song because it feels like a trick. Like it mm. feels. Like, it's also, and this is where things can get really weird. The fastest I've ever written a song. There's. It's the that same. Happens. It's the same four chords the entire song. There's n- nothing. There's actually very little that's like heady or intellectual about it. Mm. It is, I wouldn't say it's a trick, but it relied heavily on like just emotional output at that moment, being a vessel, being an energy vessel mm. at the moment that it was written. And so it's also not autobiographical, but it it pretends to be. So so it's like so strange. Like all good pop songs. Like all good pop songs. <laughs> it's so strange. And I imagine, like, I remember I saw The Fray open for Train at the Columbia Gorge. <laughs> Sorry, I just, Sorry I you just opened a time capsule. I know, but I saw it only, I saw it in, like, 2015 at the Columbia Gorge Amphitheater in Washington State, which is the best venue I've ever been to. Mm. It's on a gorge, and you can camp afterwards. That's um, sick. It's the best, and Dave Matthews does it every summer. All to say, watching the Fran Train like 10 years later, all the crowd wanted was their hits. And I can't even imagine being like, so they just, you know, just performed their hits. Mm. And it's just something 
every time I see that happen, I'm like, I've never wanted to be that kind. I don't want to be a rep, an artist that replicates or, or like repeats a lot. Um, I couldn't, I just couldn't as a Gemini, <laughs> to know. Yeah. but I, I, and it's just, it's similar. It's like a trick. I don't know. I don't want to just like press the button on the trick. And I can't imagine how those big artists that so many musicians, that's what they have to do is just play their hits and they, mm-hmm. they're just pressing a button. It's like, it's like they could do it half asleep and it makes them so much money. The crowd wants it like more and more, like, give me that song we heard 25 years ago. Like, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. This is yeah, what I is. am haunted by. And yeah, I think yeah. about it every single day mm-hmm. and I don't know how to escape this. Mm-hmm. Have either of you seen the Joan Rivers documentary? No. Not yet. I've okay. always wanted to. It's, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's <laughs> like definitely, I would say we have the Joan Rivers documentary, we have the Carrie Fisher documentary, we have the mm-hmm. Jane Fonda documentary, and we have the Fran Woods documentary. That's kind of the 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 holy the four elements okay. the, holy <laughs> the Joan oh, Rivers sorry. documentary <laughs> has a bone chilling part where Joan says this is in the last year of her life she says I'm an actress first and a stand-up second. And people think I'm a stand-up, so I don't act because I want to keep the acting sacred to me because any criticism she receives on the acting would crush her. To her, she's fairly disassociated from the stand-up. She can do it fine. And what kills me about that is obviously she is a stand-up. She's like the greatest stand-up of all time. And she's kind of missing it. And then she has this idea of herself as an actress that I don't really know. Maybe she could have been this amazing actress, and maybe sh- there is some truth she knew about mm. that. Who's to say? Mm. But again, who's to say because she wasn't an actress? And I'm so disturbed by that because I think I have this idea of what kind of writer I am that the world has never responded to, right. and that is so tortured and is so... That form of writing to me is so sacred mm-hmm. and therefore it's so abused because mm-hmm. if I do it or if I don't do it, I'm always going to be judging myself. And then there's this other public form of me that I never expected to like catch on to people but I think is getting a response and now I'm trying to do my best to like be receptive to that because clearly like there's a calling there that even though it's not the calling that I always thought for in my head. So I'm I'm having this like okay, like I'm just gonna try to go where the wind takes me. You're but just talking about this last it's night. It's scary. Like, <laughs> it's huge. And I I I it's funny hearing that about her. I literally just yeah. blanked on her name. John Rivers. <laughs> Joan Rivers. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sidebar, Ryan is responsible for my all-time favorite post that Henry reposts a lot where you didn't oh, know yeah. Lisa Kudrow's name. Yes, we love that. We love that. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Keep so going. So good. The girl, that girl from Friends, I think, was the... <laughs> yes. Um, girl, that girl. Although I do think the comeback might be the best performance. Yes. I think it's the best acting all ever. Best. Luke agrees with that. Sorry, keep going. No, I think it is true. Um, it, it's... I, I hearing John Rivers say that makes me think like I I'm constantly like I never want to call myself a musician or a songwriter and I just and it's like this deep desire for this other thing and just hearing you say that I'm just it makes me wonder like if the thing if we just sort of resent the thing that is our like trick or talent if like all great artists might like just kind of resent it because it's the thing like I don't know and then last night I I, I was like people were talking about my songwriting and I, that's what I'm saying is like I had this sort of experience of being like forgetting that 
that's what was being that's what was being shown last night mm. and and considering myself all this other stuff that is probably like little parts of my like garden that I'm not watering as much are the ones that I'm thinking about but the thing that the audience is listening to is the song they're seeing the songwriting so whenever I'm referred to as a musician or songwriter I like tense up because I don't feel like it's exactly right mm. but yeah. But the sacred things are maybe, like, part of my drive. Like, they're my little sacred... Like, if the easy thing was all I had... Not that songwriting's easy, but it's, I've like, it's like, tried and true for me. Like, right. I, I get it. Right. So if that's all I had, I'd be so empty. But instead I have this, like, other... I have these other callings, these, like, other things that I would refer to as, like, darker, maybe. But sacred is another interesting word, like... Like that I'm keeping and I'm like, wait till they see the all yes. all of me. And then oh but, but that is the drive. Yeah. But like without that, I would not be driven. So of course, or like Henry, my boyfriend, like it's so easy that both of you know. He like it's so easy for him. He like like wants to write a novel and he says it and he says it and he says it and he will. But but it it's so interesting. The thing that we do so easily, like he could score in his sleep, he can improvise piano. It's the like, thing that he doesn't like truly, feel that interested Yeah, we in. don't, we're not that interested. I know a huge choreographer I've been writing songs for, all he cares about is being a singer. He's like a gigantic choreographer and I'm like, what, like, when, how do you do your choreography? I'm asking these conceptual questions about his choreography and, and he's like, like yeah. I, I make it up on the spot, I yeah. pretend that I yeah. prepared it. I, I really, it's so funny how none of us care about the thing we are doing. I, I know. And it, it's it's I don't I think it's everyone's, but that's what I'm saying is the drive comes from the the other thing that's not happening. Otherwise, we'd be empty. But I feel like I know people that do all the things, and I'm so fucking really? jealous of them. Like they do all the things they yeah. want. Really? Well, no, but that's what I'm I'm trying to move into okay. that, and I, I think both of you do too. I feel like I do nothing. Mm. <laughs> to be honest, right now it's like I I think for the past three years I've just been trying to like survive mm. which is which is 100% great <laughs> like I have no yeah. idea man yeah you're like reconstituting the vessel theoretically Ooh. like yeah 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 reconstitute like, like you're like your your China your China vessel yeah 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 you're like yeah. gluing back yeah, some yeah, of the pieces yeah, it's smoothing true. them over it's true. maybe yeah, yeah. so that you can like whatever the thing could be could and I have be. to celebrate you like you just got a TV job that was a goal I mean. yeah it was but like <laughs> but, this is the thing with me is like I I I it's very hard for me to like let myself have things it's like uh, mm. like as soon as I achieve the thing I'm like oh, you idiot like like what do you I'm mean like, like go too. and run with that like and be that like too. psyched that you got like a few lines on a TV show like it's cool everyone else has done it already like this is like the voice <laughs> my roommate I like to call it is like what she sounds like mm. but um Ryan where is the, the musical like, theater let's move away thing. from oh, that no, no 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 it's no, for the best no, absolutely the no. musical theater part of you you said that you disavowed was that as an <laughs> actor or what actor so so suddenly I'm at a moment in my life I was telling Amanda last night where like I I'm at the convergence of everything I've ever learned. That is also very sad in same. returns. That's same. So I thought cool. about this last night too. I was just Continue. texting Henry about I, it. Like I, wow. I, I feel suddenly 
and I and the last couple months, this is like that's all. I mean, you two heard me literally two months ago being like, I'm gonna open a cafe. I'm going to quit <laughs> quit the arts. I literally was like, I turned to Henry and I was like, I'm gonna quit the arts. And I had this like smirk on my face, like I figured it out. Like all of this is behind me, and I am ready to quit the arts. And I'll open a Hudson Valley cafe. Um, and so that was two months ago. And and then I don't know. I I had to hit rock bottom. That's what I mean. Is like that Maybe was part that's of what me. I'm in. Yeah. Rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> carry on, carry on, carry but, on. But yeah, so so I was like a musical theater kid. I did fifty musicals by the time I went to college, and then sort of was like, okay, I did it. So then I was like, I'm gonna be a director, which I had done. I directed like six community theater shows, and wow. and drove like and kind of produced them too. First one, both of both of them take a drink of Lacroix, and and I. <laughs> I, and so, like, so I was like, I want to learn directing. So then I learned how to be a theater artist. Like, I had learned how to be a musical theater person. Like, I learned the machine first, and or how it works, the formula. And then I went to NYU, and had, we had the craziest, sometimes cool teachers, including Rachel Chafkin and and um, Dan Safer, and who's now at Harvard. And we um, had like a truly unique. We had amazing Experience. teachers, it's Michael Crass, and, yeah. and these people who broke our brains. And, like, some people didn't like that. Some people were like, no, I want to be really, really successful. Yeah. And NYU has this weird way of basically breaking you down such that, like, you might – they might have actually made you less it's, – it's likely they made you less likely to, to be pursue. successful. Yeah. Um, because they <laughs> made you an artist. Yeah. Good. Um, I had the opposite at Emerson. Great. Anyways, sense. keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which, in a lot of people's like, for in terms of paying for college, I don't know. It's kind of complicated. Totally. Because um, I grass especially. is greener too. Yeah. But the so so I learned that I didn't really know I was learning that, but I focused on basically music theater. Kind of, we did Bright Room Call Day, and like, uh, as a director. Left there and then immediately was like, okay. And then I started learning how to be a songwriter. Like I had been a songwriter in quotes, but then I decided. So then I went on this like five-year journey to L.A., learning songwriting, learning what my voice was, learning how to be a soul vocalist, which I didn't know how to do. And so suddenly I'm back in New York. I'm going to be in an Ars Nova musical in the spring. I'm like, as as a performer, it's been 11 years and to answer your question, like when I left, when I started focusing on directing and went to college, I had just been like through a professional ringer of being very close to being on Glee in Spring Awakening, um, Bye Bye Birdie on Broadway. Like the casting directors loved me and I was like, nah, I'm good, which was so insane. <laughs> but I'm so grateful now, yeah. so much later. I don't know where I'd be if I had like entered the machine. You're right. I had um, the same thing. Mm. So last night, also, I was like, okay, all, I get it all. I get how everything's converging. I'll, I'm a writer. I can be a director. I can be a performer. It's music driven, and that's my that's my that's what I'm here for. That's been the last two months. And it's so interesting because I feel like, as your as your close friend, like that's what I think. Like I always saw for you and wanted for you, but it's like it's you can't force a narrative onto someone and like seeing you sort of be in the, you know, I don't know, cross hatching of all these different things that you're so good at and being like, yeah, I'm like 
just somewhere in there and I'm doing it all. And you it's like, yeah, can't. that's what, like, yeah, of course. Like, no, yeah, we've been here, welcome. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've been waiting. We can't, you can't tell a 22 year old to do seven more years of learning. They're going to be like, they're going to be like, no, thank you. Like, no, I want it now. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, so sometimes I was, it was really hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that's been the journey. It's been just like, a, I've been studying in different facets in order to now connect them all. Mm-hmm, and I do mm-hmm. think it is your destiny. Well, totally. I think this is about both wow. of you, but I, I do, wow. I think you have to be center stage in some way. I don't know what that means, but like, I just, in my head, I'm like, okay, and then Ryan will be, like, on the stage, right? Like, Ryan has to be visible. You ha- you have to be, like, you have to be the star in some regard. I- and I-, I think that for both of you. I've been working on a musical for me and Amanda. Okay, good. <laughs> and it's about... Um, Is this the one with The Rock? It's about divorce. Yeah, And okay. it's a little bit sci-fi. But... It's about like two very depressed people who thought they had everything and they live on a farm upstate and right after the man cheats on the wife, she knows she's supposed to be pissed, but she's not. But she pretends that she like Mm -hmm. she's playing the role of the mad white, like the person who's mad about it. But she's she's actually like, no, I like deep down. She's like, I get it. Like, mm. I would, too. Mm. We're not happy. Mm. And then she falls in love with this strange growing rock on their farm. And the <laughs> rock turns out to be a message. That's all I want to say. But that is my next project for me and Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I think... <laughs> It is a part of your full circle journey. I guess. That's that sounds great. <laughs> that's all. That's all. It's crazy. Like when I was thinking about this literally last night because like three years ago when I first started meeting everyone before my Saturn return, I went out with Dylan Marin and I was like, well, you know, Dylan, I'm here to write comic books and write comic book movies. And I don't know about this timeout shit or any of this. And he was like, listen, I have no doubt it's all going to come together <laughs> yeah. in a way you won't expect. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know what's so crazy? Mm-hmm. In the weeks leading up to me moving to L.A., I saw Dylan twice at the He's same chosen. place. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I don't know who this is. I kept really. He's oh, he's 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 true, an angel. Okay, actually, okay. Hi, actually, hi, Dylan. The weeks might be the an weeks actual be- angel. The weeks before I quit my job, I ran into Bowen two days in a row, and there was I that just had this similar sense. thing where I was like, hmm, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I, someone's here to tell me something mm-hmm, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. I know I have that happen sometimes to me where yeah. I feel like, like there will be, like, a delivery of a message, and it doesn't always matter who the person is. Because sometimes it's a person that I, like, would never expect, but they usually bring something to me that day that I will, like, take with me. Um, And Dylan was someone who I just kept running into and being like, I'm moving, like, to L.A., I'm, like, doing this thing. And I just remember, like, he and I, like, we, we were... I, I, like, adore him, and I see him at shows, and, like, I I consider him a friend, but, like, we've never really spent a lot of time together. And he just was like, this is going to be so good for you. And I was like... Thank you. Thank you. Like, I... It's almost, like, more moving when someone that you're not that close with brings you something like that. 
It's crazy. Because it feels like they're being told that by like some someone somewhere, you know, like yeah. they're like they're channeling in that moment because it just yeah. was like, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I just feel like you're going to do like it's going to be really good for you. Um, I'm um, Ryan is directing my solo show at the duplex in January. I didn't know that. Brand and new. This is all. Oh, my God. If you had told me that I would be doing a solo show at the Duke, like all of that I yeah, never expected. And one of the components of it, I'm trying to do a piece about like Buffy and my sexual identity because Buffy is like the, if you want to talk about me, like my prime text as a child. Mm. And last night I was, I was watching Buffy and I was like, wow, it is crazy how everything's coming together, which mm-hmm. is like the archetypal comic booky part of me and then this like essay writing part of me which i never took seriously which is all coming through this like vaguely journalistic performance world that i've always written about in mm-hmm. new york that i also never thought was part of like my plan mm-hmm. like i never thought i'd be writing at time out or anything now i'm like in it and doing a duplex show which ryan's directing and like yeah i had that moment last night where i was like okay everything actually I never could have expected any of this to work out this way, but like clearly there is a a plan. Yeah, for sure. That's not my own, which is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And let's acknowledge like the cutting through the membrane, because I because I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking about like it does require a certain amount of like, and for me sometimes yeah. that's chanting or I you know and I'm not that disciplined, but. I try to be, but, but, but like, there's a certain level of like, it doesn't just magically happen. I love to think it does. There's a lot of helping hands in the universe, but I also want to like, it's also nice to celebrate like our own efforts in terms of cutting through and like taking risks and pushing through and like making it happen, which knowing all three of us in the last like three months, there have been like successes from from the efforts we've also done. I think that's the best part of the Saturn return is I guess I feel like there's just been this like added level of intensity and awareness Mm -hmm. and this sense that like Mm -hmm. I can feel like these banging on the door and it's harder for me to be like as shadow dimension-y numbed out as I used to be. So now I feel like whatever it is, I have to face it, good or bad, and just like that's it. Yes, totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder to avoid the shadow. Yeah, it's like, it's it's here. Yeah, much. yeah, yeah. We're like right at the nerve, I think. And speaking of, of this, what we've been talking about, Ryan, we haven't asked. Um, you are wearing a dress. I'm wearing a dress, okay. which is super fitting because last night was all about queer youth. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing a suit, which is a little bit of a normal thing for a man to wear. Although I was wearing a Target pink shirt with parrots on it. That you get so many compliments on I every time you wear it. so yeah. many no, compliments. I've, it's I've from noticed. Target. <laughs> I think it was $15. Go get it. Um, but I'm wearing a dress. It's actually not that good of a story, but I'll say it. The Henry took the car at 7 a.m. I didn't know I had left my pants in it. Mm. Half asleep, I said, take my suit, please. He said, yes. He took my suit. So I woke up and there were no, I just didn't have pants <laughs> in my room. <laughs> And and you don't f- have at your place. So so we have two. Sorry, we have t- part of this is that we have oh, two God. homes. So yeah. we have so we have a we don't have any clothes at the pied de terre. Yes, yes. Right. <laughs> we don't have any we clothes have in homes. Queens. We have two homes. We have <laughs> they two somewhere apartments. in Queens. Right. Imagine <laughs> we have a bedroom, a tiny bedroom in Queens, and an apartment in Kingston. And <clears throat> so like, 
we don't have clothes at our queen's residence because we because all of our clothes are at our apartment. Mm. So it was a funny experience to have. It's rare for to have. And I had a dress from Halloween, and I, which I had put in the closet, being like, I wonder, like, I'll leave it in New York. That seems right. And thankfully, I did. So I'm wearing a dress with a with a button up. And, and it goes well with those boots. Really, what I want to say, which yeah, are new, good. I love these boots. Yeah, really, what I want to say is, first of all, I've never worn a dress in public. I've only worn a dress three times. Oh, I wore a dress in Halloween, but but that's Halloween, and it's amazing. Like. First of all, it feels amazing. Second of all, I'm just the amount of cis men who like need to take it in, need to show that they're taking it in. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of cis men that need me to see that they're taking it in has just in today, just in getting from Queens. You feel like that's what's happening is they're needing you to see them taking it in. They need to make it dramatic that like that like I've done something different. It's not even, I'm not getting any, this is New York City, I'm not getting a lot of, like, like bad looks yeah. today. And I'm also, like, just wearing, like, you can only see the bottom half of the dress. But so many men were, like, really, like, visibly trying to, like, show me them taking it in. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is happening. But then I also had, like, intense kindness from from anyone who's not a cis white man. Like, like the opposite uh, like something I can acknowledge from from everyone but a cis white man <laughs> will be like kind have been like kinder to me in oh, my in my path here and like wanting them wanting to acknowledge mm. me in that way. So huh. I, it was a lot of learning <laughs> only in one passage of transit, which was fascinating. And that is something that I really miss. <laughs> oh, yeah, in New York, the hyper exposure, yeah, and the contact, yeah, yeah. It's like a lot of contact. Wow, I I I didn't realize like how Jacked devoid up. of or how yeah, <laughs> LA doesn't really have that a lot of spaces for that experience. I don't think. Yeah. So this is where I want us to kind of go out. Is I'm curious about you know we are regardless of how much time left we have in the Saturn return, we are heading into our 30s, and I'm curious like what you want or what you want to let go of from your 20s or what you'd like to do or experience or whatever. Say this is what he does to me. What did you say? What do you want me to talk about? My powers? Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Like I... (laughs) This is, that's not like what I what I want, but it is something it that I acknowledge topic, is happening. But she has to talk about it. No, I just I just recently feel like I am realizing that I I think I am like empathic, and I think I am probably like in the vein of like psychic or or just like I don't know if I am psychic, but I know that like I am like a member of the organization that is people who feel too many things. I agree. <laughs> and that comes out in your like, singing too. I think it's all there. Yeah. But in going. everything. Yeah. yeah. I like, I, I was like reading about it cause I was like, <laughs> like to 
just like picture like the camera over my shoulder and seeing like how to know if you're a psychic medium. <laughs> like, and like, and it was like, have you ever been in a space and just felt like it was too much to handle? And of course that can be like anxiety too. But I guess what I'm interested in is like where those things intersect. Because sometimes I will be in, an, in a restaurant and I will just be like... <sighs> And not even like a crowded one. Like if the lighting is like a certain way and that's my anxiety, but it's like, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe it's like, there's just a lot of energy in there and I can't really take it all on, you know? And I've been like practicing tarot and there's like so much I don't know still. Like I have to look things up all the time. It's a whole language. But like when I really like tap into something with that, it feels like I've been taken over. Like I, I feel like it's a way to access something in me that I'm like, okay, there's something there and I don't know. And I used to like, I mean, I, I had like really odd experiences when I was a kid. Like I was having... Like I was being like fully haunted at one point. Like I and I remember I had this voice teacher at the time who was like kind of hippie-ish, and she like gave me like sage and crystals and stuff when I was telling her about it, and I didn't know like what the I was like. She gave me this plant. <laughs> like I was like seven, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like I've just I've just been like and and if that's like a way for me to reframe my mental illnesses, then like it's not hurting anyone. Like you know, if it's not actually magic, then like. But if it's, like, feeling cool to go there for me, then, like, why not do that? But that's just, like, something I've been... But, like, the I've fear thing comes that. up. It's, like, oh, you're you're sounding crazy. Like, you sound crazy. And no, I picture, like, I picture, like, all the, like, like all of my judges are, like, smart, cool comedians. <laughs> like, I'll just really? say it on this podcast right now. <laughs> like, yeah, in your head. In mean, my head, yeah, they're yeah, all, yeah. like, the cool, like, good, like, comedians in the community being, right. like, oh, my God. <laughs> like... Mm, like Amanda like taking herself so seriously like listen to her being crazy like yeah that's what I hear but I have to like push through the membrane because I I think there's something cool on the other side I've always told Amanda that like I feel I always say Anakin Skywalker which is so strange but but I always say that like it's immense power and if it's held what you were saying last night like if it's held if you don't acknowledge your own power and this goes for everyone probably but if you don't acknowledge your own power and yours is strong yeah it can like Turn into Darth Vader. Well, people have always told me I'm powerful. Like, that's, like, something I've gotten a lot. That's, like, an... In- <laughs> just, sorry, just now but taking that in. the prophecy says that Anakin Skywalker will bring balance to the Force. So even by becoming Darth Vader, he still is serving oh, a higher important. purpose. Important note. Thank Keep going. You. Sorry. Yeah. Can't go there. But um, <laughs> I, I, I have a lot, a lot... I've had a lot of people tell me that I'm powerful like that's when friends try to like talk me off the ledge that's like a word that i've David heard that. a lot is like you. you're about. so powerful and it's so <laughs> and it's so weird to take that on because like i walk through the world feeling like a parasite like yeah. i know that's dark and it sounds hurtful to hear that about my say, say that about myself but like that like i truly feel like every day is just a struggle to like um, justify my existence. Yes. Wow. Same. Sorry. I'm okay. I promise. I'm, I'm taking I'm so really good you. care of myself yeah, yeah, and I'll yeah, be okay. Yeah. But like, but like that, um, hearing that I'm powerful has always felt like a big LOL to me, but, but, but I think that's my goal in my thirties is to like step into my power. And I don't know what that looks like, and that's the part that's driving me crazy. Like hearing you guys be like, "It's all coming together." <laughs> I'm just sitting here, like. <laughs> but the all coming together part is—it's literally all coming together outside of my conscious. Uh, that's what's killing me. Is 
the only way it's been coming together is for me having to just like get on my hands and knees and let it because yeah. it Surrender. is so out yeah. of anything I ever would have thought or expected consciously. Right. It is so it's like I wash my hands, like just I'll yes, let you take the Yes, but it takes me, I, I, it's just like I feel completely out of control and crazy. I know, me too, me too, me too. So that's, I understand that's that. only when things happen. Like I have this crazy story. I don't know what time it is. Can I speak? Yeah. I have this crazy story about about like so this one hit song to bring it back to that I had just released an album that I had worked so hard on that was like artistically fulfilling I'd spent three years on it it was a band at the time and then turned into not a band it's called in body I'd worked so hard I went on a tour like booked it myself 22 cities was me and a producer we were like the two of us I, I was like in costume. I had a character name. It was like a concept album, kind of. It's like um, some of my favorite music you've ever made. It was like the most artful. Yeah. Interesting. We, the two of us, like me and him, his name's Daniel Wideline. We worked very hard. 22 Cities, we went out in his Prius. We did it. We like did the grind. We performed at yoga studios and at art galleries around the country. And it like. On a on a success level, it like didn't do that well, and we had worked so hard to like get it label acknowledgement. We had gone through two managers who both had to leave for other reasons, so like everything felt like it wasn't going. Well. And still to this day, out of all my music, it's the least heard, least seen oh. of everything. So it ended, and I went into this like every time I release an album, I get depressed, which is fine. That makes um, sense. Yeah, I think it's sort of like. Having a baby, mm. it is. It is. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, great. I was like, I mean, okay. no, but <laughs> she gets so close to the mic. Like, not Actually, at all. No. But, but totally. Yes. It is the create. You yes, like, you yes. created something, and, and you're, letting, you're, you're releasing it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I got really depressed, and I was like, and and then this is a side note. But then, so I was in a house for a summer, and one of the roommates who I knew um, took his own life in the house the day after my birthday and then mm. a week later I was like I <laughs> quit music like that was nice I'm done so for me I didn't know I was surrendering but I obviously was mm. after like really trying like this band project like we tried we like knocked on every door I was at Atlantic like we had meetings we did the whole shebang I was like please look at me like mm. and <laughs> no one did and and then I like I said I'm done with music, and then out of like the ether, this song that's now a hit, quote unquote, was was three years old and had this like gigantic spike because of a choreographer, and I got called by Atlantic Records and Capitol Records, being like, "What's this song?" Right, and then they were they never really followed through, but it was so weird. And it was what got me to keep going. Like, I, I honestly would have stopped right then. I was ready mm -hmm. to stop. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, it's one of the craziest stories to me because I said it out loud. I said, I'm done with music. And it happened right then. These, like, doors that I had been banging on opened. And I always tell that story because when people bring up surrender, it's, like, my friend James is going through right now, who, I'm, who I wrote this musical with, like, He's for 40 years, he's been in New York begging and like knocking on doors and he's had successes, but he's always been wanting something else. He moves upstate. He like completely surrenders and like 
next year might be his like most successful year to yep. date. So it's it's so it's so strange how that it really is huge and people don't acknowledge it because it's entirely spiritual and it doesn't right. fit and into I capitalism. Think, and I think that's what's happening. Yeah. When, like I I have now arrived in a place where I think the reason that things happen when you surrender is that you are letting your 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 guides take over. Yeah. You know, when you try to manipulate the situation to fit something that's false, like you're not gonna reap mm. the 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 benefits of of that. When you let go is when you sort of like I don't know, that's when you like let the other the fairies take over. <laughs> I think that would be my long winded answer to your question, which is I think next year for me it'd be like I'd be really interested in more surrender and more vessel time, like more less tasky, less list oriented, like leaving space. I've been sitting on projects at the at New Year's. I told Amanda uh, we were in a group and made a, my goal for the year was to finish five projects, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I didn't. I mean, there's a month left, but I didn't. Um, and so. But I know what those five projects are and I've been like ruminating on them and they're all little eggs and I just have to like put them in order for myself and like do them one by one. Um, and I want to make space for that. Like, or time. make space to for something else. Oh. Yeah, for the sixth While thing. While you make the thing. That, those, that, mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. that completely eclipses those yes, yes, that yes. you're called yes, to do. Yes, possibly. yes, 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 yes Or nothing. Or maybe you, you maybe it's like you're supposed to just... You're it right. could be anything. That's I know. I'm going through this too. No, you're I'm just so like, right. And I never think of that. I, it's still me. It's still me with my hands on the wheel. Me too. I get it. No, it's so funny. It didn't even dawn on me. <laughs> I feel like I have actually been in the like my hands are no longer on the wheel space for a while. Good. But but not feeling like that's like feeling good. And so that's that's been the confusing part for me. I feel like... Or maybe you, it's just taking longer or something. Well, I feel like you like you left New York and yeah, now which, it like, seems like you're completely like starting anew and That's deciding hard. what needs to like be left behind and what's coming with you on the new journey. Which is Saturn Returns. And it's the death card. It it's is like, the death card. It's literally yeah. you're like yeah. marching. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're like doing the major house cleaning right now rather than doing it piecemeal if you had stayed or whatever. And then, like, mm. it can just be, like, the cleaning part is done and then the download part can just all happen at once. At least that's what I think. Yeah, I hope so. I don't know. We'll <laughs> I mean, like, my goal when we had that dinner was to... to be cast and used in something. To mm. be used in something where I can, like, do all the things I like to do. And that did happen. It wasn't ex- like you meant. You meant long term. Yeah, but it did yeah, happen yeah. short term. But it did happen short term. Yeah, um, which is which is interesting. And and I do feel like, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like all of my stuff, like all of my pattern, like co-star, like all that stuff. It's always like you are destined to be a leader. Like you're supposed to be in a leadership position. Like it comes up literally every single time. It's like that's your goal like that's where you'll end up is like or where you should end up and where you where you'll thrive is when you're in a position where you are telling other people what to do and I'm always like that's so unfathomable to Mm. me 
it just feels so far away. So every time I see that, and not that I should like, you know, live my life by the stars completely, but like, I don't know. It's just like, um, it's a reminder. I want to know how to like get in that space. Like, I, I just feel like that is like, I'm just sitting here honestly saying that, like, I don't know how, and I'm so curious. Like, I don't know how to be in that leadership role. Did you watch Buffy? No. Okay, because Buffy has a, you know, Buffy starts being like, I'm a normal girl. I don't want to be a vampire slayer. I don't want to deal with death. And then she eventually has to embrace her dark side. She dies twice. She comes back. And then by the end of the series, she's the leader of all the vampire slayers. She completely changes the world. But she's finally able to, like, be of service to this higher thing. But it's a journey. And you're on a similar journey. I am. And I wonder, like, what my, like, double death will be. (laughs) But this might be the first. This is definitely the first. And I keep, I can't stop getting that goddamn death card. I it's, I get the death card and I get, and I get um, the moon all the time. I think, <laughs> listen, from. It's just like dark, 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 dark. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. huge, <laughs> we don't need to get into this because that's a whole different episode. Course, but yeah. I think there's a lot of your 20s that you are finally letting go of. Because when I first met you two years ago, I saw you perform. Yeah, I'm curious what you, where you saw me perform. I saw her perform at Pangea on Halloween night. Oh, shit. Uh, 2017, okay? Right. You know, like, glass shatters, curtains drop, people are dead. Okay. So, and I went up to Amanda. I said, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm shook, et cetera, et cetera. And then Amanda starts with the monologue about your past, American Idol. Right da- then and, and there? Right then and there. And wow. I was so, like— I don't even remember that. It, it was—your it was a, your immediate response was to go into this trauma narrative. And I was just like, oh, I don't— I don't, and I said to you, I was like, I don't watch American Idol, honey. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It seems like <laughs> now that is, we're getting rid of that. It seems like that is that whole part, and just the way you were talking today about like your associations with attention and singing and all of that, mm-hmm. it seems like the death that's going on, I don't know, mm-hmm. is, is the past. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I- I guess I'm just like I, I. I actually feel like I've been in that narrative for a while. Is yeah. like shedding that, like too. for for a long time. So 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 it's hard to have perspective and see like how I've changed. But like it, I I definitely I know that I have. It's so weird to think that I would like get into that mm-hmm. with you right then and there. Mm. Um, but but I must have felt like you could take it on. I must have felt like that was like, because sometimes I like, I feel like I meet certain people or I see certain people and I'm like, oh, they get it. Like, yeah, and so I felt it. that yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that is like sort of how, um, like that was my membrane for a really long time. It's and so now funny. I feel like it really, it really isn't. Like I, I am starting to feel like a much more like headstrong, like capable person than I ever did. Um, and moving, I think, is going to be ultimately a, a huge part of that story. And you're already, me. you won't agree, but you're already so revered in LA. Like, like mm. she's like shot her way. Like people go there and dream of being in this one venue and Amanda's just being like lifted there in of a course. crane. And so, yeah. and, and, and I think that's helpful because, because it's so funny when you just said, how do I, I don't actually know how to push through that. I was like. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like I was thinking of the proactive solutions, but it it is like it'd be so amazing. 
be so amazing if you let go of your trauma. But like, like, <laughs> but, but like, but yeah, but that it's the narrative, like you've actually, if you got unstuck from, if you just completely were like, that isn't a man, if it, it's whatever you want to be Amanda that this is sad in returns like like whatever you want to be Amanda to be Amanda rather right. than that's, that all being Amanda that's my work now yeah it's, it, because it's like actually the things I'm doing are not the person I am and that that's the, the work is is not being all like is not yeah. being like um, like, should I write? Should I even me having this whole moment of like, there's a show in me, like, the, oh, no. like even that is like <laughs> bullshit. Like, it's like all of all of that stuff. And for someone else, it, it it's different. Someone else needs to like make that their whole life. Like, yeah, it, yeah. but just for me personally, I think that my my work now in my Saturn return is to, um, like, let myself be happy and like let myself have things and just and just figure out like what sparks joy in me like moment to moment and day to day and not being defined by the the box and the narrative and the trauma narrative and like it's it's even just being in a podcast and talking about my self and my trauma like that that it's it's all just like we gotta we gotta push through and let go well similarly to ryan in my 20s i had to have these kind of huge like I'm not a writer anymore. I'm just going to be a person and finally experience that. And I needed to go through it, and then it led to another rebirth. I think what happens at this transition point and going forward is the integration of, like, selfhood and then the things we're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. and having them be running concurrently. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. up till now Mm -hmm. my technology was so limited that I truly could either do one or the other. And now (laughs) what happens is we can figure out, like, what is – David self and what is David doing mm-hmm. and neither needs to like topple the other hopefully mm-hmm. or be so mm-hmm. binary they can be integrated uh, yes god f- fucking willing yes yeah we what about is there time for you to say you yeah. letting go and goal mm-hmm. for 30 yeah approaching 30 hmm i have to find peace with my inner child like i think i I was on Mushrooms Alone in Prospect Park a few weeks ago, and thank God I was alone because it was not a pretty sight. Mm. But um, I got really freaked out when I went into the main area and I saw parents with children and I started to get angry. And I had this thought where I was like, you need to forgive these children for being innocent. And just because you had your innocence violated or taken away, and I'm so in conflict with that. And I'm realizing I think I need to just, like, allow for my own innocence to return. Oh, my God. I'm so with <laughs> you. Wow, that's beautiful. And just be at peace with that. And then the rest, I actually don't care. Like, obviously, there's a lot I want to do. I think it'll probably just happen if I can, like— allow myself to be alive and just like be you know i want to be the the sun card which is a I naked know. baby riding it on a unicorn that's, <laughs> that's always what i want to. i know and i'm not that yet no. so i think if we can just do that honestly it's fine the rest is fine i'll get body body association back i'll get you know <laughs> uh, the r- money all of it i think will come i need to find peace with myself mm-hmm. and I think the fact that you're able to be like it will come it will come is already huge yeah that that is already huge is well huge. because what you resist persists and yeah. if you just 
let it like the just the language of being and like your body language is being like moving back and forth like let it go like, yeah whatever happens happens like that's I can feel that you're lighter already in talking I that cannot, way. I cannot. We have I've learned enough from my twenties, which is like we know what does not work. Like right. I have bashed it and right. bashed it right. and bashed right. it, and right. it's just right. not going to work. Right. So right. I have to like. Baruch Hashem, you know? Absolutely. Back to surrender. Uh, um, okay, this has been, <laughs> you know, to quote uh, Chris Tucker in The Fifth Element, best show I ever did. Um, <laughs> how can we be following you two? Okay. Um, I'm on Instagram, at Ryan Amador, and then that that's the best. <laughs> I try to not post much. I just post when there's something to, to, tell, to tell the world about, you know, art-wise. Um, my Instagram handle is at Amanda Shark. Um, and I also have a Twitter that's at Amanda Schechtman. It's just my name, which is very difficult to spell. Um, but like, I, I believe in you, um, listener. <laughs> I just, I think you can do this. You can take on this really Jewy last name and I, I, I give Listen, you. If they're listening to this podcast. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you miss my, my name, it is anti-Semitic, but that's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, um, I, I like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like super active on, on Twitter. I try to be active on Instagram and I'm trying to do more like, I'm trying to incorporate like more spiritual stuff into my Instagram, Mm. but it, it truly terrifies me. And, um, but yeah, I don't know. And watch, watch Sunnyside. Just kidding. <laughs> yes, you'll be on Sunnyside. Um, yes. Well, thank you both for joining me on The Fifth Dimension. Thank you so Thanks for much. having me and us. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to have to do some sort of a check-in, I don't know, next year or something. I agree. Yeah, I totally to agree. Sort of, okay. Yeah. Thank you both. Thank you. Uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode of The Luminaries, let me know. Give me a five-star rating on iTunes. Write a glowing encomium. Share it on your Instagram stories, email it to your Aunt Joan, and help make this series bigger and better with every episode. Thank you for listening, and let's grow together. See you next Tuesday. Bye-bye.